There it is. Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. I am Rob Nichols. And I think I'm Purnell. I'm pretty sure you're Purnell. Are you sure? I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> Every week we get down to some great video game music. What do you say, Purnell? I say I'm ready to jam on it and then some. It's been an interesting week. Yeah? Tell me about it. Temperatures so, are dropping at a crazy rate. Yeah, if you're out here on the East Coast, man, it's rough. Forget about it. Forget about it. No. Anyway. But hey, the holidays are coming up, and that's always good. Yeah, I can't complain about that. I am a big fan of the of said holidays. Actually, who am I kidding? No, I'm more about eggnog and sleeping. So, <laughs> sleepy eggnog. That's right. So, <laughs> to me, that is a party, and I'm ready for a little bit of that, and a lot of bit of the other part, more sleeping. So, <laughs> also some games. The games are actually what I do when I'm awake. So, oh, totally. Totally. How about you? Are you? Ready for your festive times? I think so. I think so. We got a we got a big party, big family party coming up this weekend. Looking forward to that because um, we can't. It's hard to get all the family members together at one time. So we're 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 getting together. This we picked one day and we're getting everyone there. Any kind of crazy events taking place, like a cook off nah. or some sort of like festivus pull thing, like on the Seinfeld? There no, but there there is always like a thing where like we try to make like the best desserts, and so there's always like a sweets contest. So cook off a little or bit, bake a, off, a little rather. bake bake off. Yeah, and I am the judge. I'm gonna taste them all. It's the best job to have. <laughs> Let's be real here. I am the official beer taster. <laughs> you get beer tasting and snack tips. I'm the self-appointed beer taster. I need mean, to start doing some parties <laughs> like that. Shoot, give me a bag. Like, what do you do? I'm here to eat the food. Yeah, and my authority matters. It does, man. <laughs> yeah, but. So. Anyway, our next episode is going to come out actually the day after the 25th, which is pretty awesome. So our, so our next our next one is going to be the holiday special. The Winter Spectacular? Winter, winter Spectacular. But this episode is going to be a little different. We decided to focus on the great women of video game music. Well... The great women, but then we said we should choose one of them. <laughs> well, yeah, we were like, you know, I was like, hey, let's just do great uh, female composers. And you're like, let's do a composer focus. I'm like, all right, we'll focus on one. So we're starting We're starting close to the beginning here. Um, so this is your suggestion. And we went, we're going all the way back to the early arcade days of Namco. Oh, man. As you guys know, that's a chance. And Rob is, Rob is right at home with this sort of thing. I, but- I love the classic stuff, and I, I love listening to the classic stuff. But So I was, I was, I was surprised. So our, our focus today is on Junko Osawa, composer for Namco. Oh, man. Yeah, I was looking for this. Basically, he gives me the topic, or we come up with the topic, and I was like, okay, we got to come up with a person. And as I'm looking through some... Names. This one particular name stands out, being Junko Ozawa. And I didn't know why it stood out. But then the moment I found the track, which is going to be on the show, so I'm not going to say it now. Um, well, we, we can say what games that she's famous for. Oh, touche. So um, the Tower of Druaga. Pac-Mania. Pac-Mania. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Dig Dug Part 2. Not that other one. The not, not first the one. one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sky Kid. And what was it? That game... The- I'm not even sure. It's like a lot of games. It was mostly Pac-Man. She did um, Championship Edition recently. Yes. That was her last game I think she did, actually. Yes. And then um, there were a lot of NES or Famicom titles in Japan that didn't come out here. Um, oh, we forgot to mention Rolling Thunder. Oh, Rolling Thunder. 
absolute classic gem. I'll be playing from from that game today. I'm gonna be playing from the arcade edition of that. So um, we'll talk more about Junko after we get into the music. Um, but today is episode six five. Uh oh. <laughs> so that, that's you start this one. I'm so anxious, so nervous. I'm not nervous. I know what I'm doing. So pick pick your very best tracks. Well, all of them are the best. Okay, stop. Pick Miss Ozawa's very best tracks. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to start with not the one, not the one that drew me the show. I'll hold on to that one to the next one. But the first track is from an off game that people know of, but a lot of people haven't played. Funny enough, including myself. What's up? The Tower of Druaga. Oh yeah, yeah, I know this one. And the track is called "A Dragon Appears." It is a fantastic tune. You are listening to what we've pretty much dubbed <laughs> a dragon appears because, to our recollection, this track doesn't necessarily have an official name. Yeah, we don't have official names, but it is the music for when the dragon appears. So we're going to call it Dragon Appears. <laughs> funny thing about this game, well, this well, it'll get into why I like the sound of the track. But the funny thing about this game is, I've never actually played Tower of Juaga, but I have very fond memories of the tracks. And the reason is because of a little game from the Nam, also from Namco, called Tales of Destiny. Uh, for those who haven't played it, it's one of their flagship RPG series, and Tales of Destiny was like, the, I believe, the second one that they did. So, in this game, one of the bonus dungeons towards the end, where you have to happen to find these three weird magic wands that are littered throughout the game, and if you find them and take them to a special place, you open a door, and inside that door is essentially a complete recreation recreation of the Tower of Druaga game really done in the style of Tales of Destiny so the monsters that would be in Tower of Druaga actually end up be, being normal fights <laughs> in Tales of Destiny when you run into the monsters in the tower and all the official original tracks are in the game including this menacing tune which wow. is very scary when you hear it 
because it's usually when more more of the bad monsters start popping out. Now, does Wizards it, and crap. Does it sound like this? Pretty close. Because so Tower of Draga came out. Sorry, yeah, it came out in 1984 in the arcade, and this is the port to the TurboGrafx 16. So, and I think I believe that's in 1992. Mm. So that's pretty interesting, and but I really like how it sounds. So it was also ported to the NES, um, which I wasn't a huge fan of that sound, just because of it was kind of thin, you know. Yeah, I can see that being the case. Whereas on the TurboGrafx, everything sounds good. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, think about it from 84 to 92. You know, that's that's quite a bit of time before before they ported this over. It's kind of nice, though, when you think about it in some way, too. I mean, the track came from a very old arcade game. And even though it's been through multiple iterations over the years, again, up till Tales of Destiny, and I believe it was like 96, or sorry, 98 or 97, depending on what you count in Japan, it actually held up very well. It's a very simple track. But what it does, it does very well. It does. Yeah, the, the, that, that kind of chord progression of the... Dun, dun, dun. I like that little spot right there. And then it ends with like kind of a, kind of like a haunting, like a haunted kind of house, haunted house kind of feeling to it. Yeah, it really does sound like you're on the floor of this tower. You really want no part of. You want to get out of here ASAP. I felt like the, the, the dragon appears, but it, it's kind of slowly coming at you. I think that actually is how it works. I mean, inside of the game. I'm not sure if you actually fight the dragon. See, now I got to play it. I got to play the normal game, not the Tales of Destiny yeah, variant. We'll, we'll have to try that out. On, and we'll talk about the, about us trying this game out at the end of the show. But for now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pump up the volume and pump up the jams. Pump it up. We're going Rolling Thunder style. Oh, wow, my feet are jumping. <laughs> this is uh, background music, too, from the game Rolling Thunder. This is the arcade version by Junko Ozawa.
Yeah, you're listening to background music too from the game Rolling Thunder um, by Namco in the arcade. By Nam? By, by, by Junko Osawa for the Namco arcade game. I just went to, I might start referring to it like a, by Namco! <laughs> so this, this one was um, in 1986. Um, and I picked the um, I picked the arcade version because um, rather than porting it to like the NES PSG, which I mean, which is still a very good port, um, this was in the arcade machine had a Yamaha 20, 2151 FM synthesis chip, which is why it has a very uh, kind of Genesis sound to it. Ah, huh, that makes a lot of sense then, actually. Yeah, that, even that percussion sounds a lot like it, but it's almost like. It's almost used kind of sparingly, like that kind of like cool snare drum only comes in every once in a while. And I love the synth horns. It's, this is a super cool track. Now, I'm trying to remember because I haven't played it. Have you played Rolling Thunder? Man, not since I was younger. There used to be a Rolling Thunder cabinet at like this uh, pizza pizza place down the road growing up. Mm-hmm. And I used to love that thing. It was It's very... Um, like back in the day, there was a lot of like action side-scrolling games in the arcade. Like you couldn't... Rast, Rall, was it Rallstan or Rostan? Yeah, Rostan. Tons like. of them. There were so many of them. The and I feel like even like into like into the into the nineties and later nineties, they just completely went out of fashion. People just didn't want to play them because I guess they were playing them at home. I, I don't know. Yeah, it became once once consoles hit Super Nintendo esque levels, people started wanting more along the lines of competitive games in the arcade. That's yeah. where the fighting being boom kicked in, which is cool. But I mean, like. Now, now, if you even find an arcade, it's like every machine has to be like an event. You know, here's a big gun you can pick up, or you get on this motorcycle, or it tracks your movement so you can do this. You know, it's just which makes sense, I guess, in some way because they got to come up with a way to entice to a place to spend money on a thing that you can get at home for a fraction of the cost in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but I miss the days of like walking around and seeing like joysticks and buttons, and every game is just different oh you gotta tell me i'm still in that used you know how i am i still want that <laughs> arcade restaurant bar idea to kick off oh man that would be awesome but the reason why i was asking because i was curious about if this track fits the gameplay style because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounds like a very cool stealthy track like you're tiptoeing or sneaking around a warehouse or yeah, facility it, it is a lot of action but there's like some i think there's some stealthy stuff where you have to like you're kind of like avoiding enemies and hiding behind things um, and I remember this was two player too. Like there was like a man and a woman like spy, and and um, so you had to run around and shoot the bad guys. But I remember they were really tall. Like they were anime, like they were kind of anime style with like really long legs. So apparently they their parents fed them hamburger helper too. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> no, no, that's just, that's why I always attribute my height to when people ask me how'd you get so tall growing up, as uh, if I had some kind of growth hormones or that my parents just gave me all kinds of food or that I had tall fam- people in my family, which I really don't. And um, So it was Hamburg- Hamburger Helper, was it? Was it milk? Probably that was in the Hamburger Helper, yes. You it, think you can pick on me now, but look out, because I'm having Hamburger Helper. It made many a great meal. And it's making my moves fairly strong. <laughs> Very long and kind of portly. <laughs> so watch out. I'll slowly swig at you. Yeah. He like, he like kind of runs into the guy and it's like, oh, my bones are so brittle. And like, <laughs> Man, your fists are so cushioned. <laughs> I can get punched by you all day. <laughs> all right. What's your, what's your, uh, what's your next track? Okay, for my next track, I think I'm going to go with the game that made me remember or made her name, Junko's name, stand out to me as it is. Very good. And that game is the wonderful Pac Mania, which was on the Genesis. It was originally in the arcade, of course, but I first heard it when it was on the Genesis, which then did not get to play, but I'll go on that later. Anyway, Uh the track that I am picking 
is the very first track that plays in the game. Basically, the track for the stage Block Town. Block Town? Block Town. Block Town. Check it out. I'm bringing it back because that was weird. <laughs> that ending was crazy. You mean weirdly spectacular? <laughs> Tell you, man, you are listening to Blockland, by the way, <laughs> from the game Pac Mania. And this is the arcade version. It's so good. Oh my god. Yeah, well, these runs of notes come in. That's nuts. She goes, it's almost like this is, to me, back then, this is the video game equivalent to the person that's going nuts on the piano or the guitar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me, tell me a little bit about this one because I, I'm mistaken it for Pac Land. Yeah, this, these games could not be any farther apart from each other as far as like styles of go. Styles of go. Like this is more akin to the traditional Pac Man game, but they made a few changes. One, they took it and made it isometric 3D. Two, they gave Pac Man the ability to jump. Like while evading <laughs> ghosts, he can actually jump, which. Is, I think oh, this is yeah. the only Pac-Man maze game where he could do that. I think I've seen... I think I had this on the PC, like a PC port of this. Or maybe it was an emulator, maybe? <laughs> I don't feel too bad. I didn't play it for the first time until Game Boy Advance got it on the Namco Arcade oh, Collection. Yeah. Before this part. The, what the hell is <laughs> Gold is what it was. It's like a, like, a, like a laser zapper. Oh, the other thing that they changed for this game compared to other Pac-Man games. A lot more ghosts. I mean, a lot more ghosts. That's good. I mean, I think more, I've definitely more seen... ghosts is good. Ghosts is good. Yeah, ghost is good. Ghost is good. That's what that little bit of that one <laughs> part in the track is probably an illusion. Probably let you know, by the way, this game is a lot more haunted than the previous Pac-Man games we played. <laughs> a lot spookier. But uh, it gets frantic eventually. The mazes get hyper fast. Power pellets eventually get to the point where they don't even work anymore. They're just there for points and bonuses. Uh, and all the worlds have a theme. I don't recall there being any actual effects on the stages. Just looks like Blockland is Legos. And then there's like another level. It's like a maze, which is also blocks, but it's a darker maze. And there's a jungle and there's like a desert. 
It's just a really awesome game that I used to see pictures of in magazines advertising Genesis games, but you know, I couldn't afford the game. Or for Admin, I don't think I was even able to find the game in the store. And then again, when the was the Pac-Man collection, I'm sorry, not Namco, the Pac-Man collection came out on the Game Boy Advance, and I believe 2002, this game was on it, and that was my first chance to play it, and I was addicted to it. <laughs> Played it to death. Oh, man. It's, and again, the tracks are just really good. She did a fantastic job on these. There's a lot of activity going on in each one. You feel like you hear a little something new every time you listen to it. In fact, I think I'm hearing new things in it right now. I think that this this song really um, I think shows off her style in most in most of the games that she worked on. It's kind of it's kind of whimsical, um, and, and and the comp- composition is really really tight. All the notes are are, um, are really. I feel like I feel like every every note is important. You know, mm-hmm. but it's also like yeah, like this part. It's it's fun. It's a little not yeah, here it is. I'm telling you, think, think about it. just imagine her on the keys like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like freaking out, smoke coming out of her ears. Well, I'm gonna change things up. How about that? Is it gonna be more frantic stuff like this? No, no. My next two tracks are not. <laughs> oh man. Um. So then my next two tracks, I believe, I think there was an American release, but I'm not quite sure. This is a game for the arcade called The Return of Ishtar by Juko Ozawa, and this this song is called Sakabas or Sakabas. Sakabas sounds like a weird delectable veggie dish with <laughs> vinegar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. With vinegar. Yeah, definitely has to have vinegar. So it's, um, and then it's pickled. I could do pickled yeah, too, but I'm thinking place of place of a big plate of sakabas. Yeah, I'm all for. It. Let's hook it up. <laughs> all right, Pass so this So this is sakabas, sakabas from the game The Return of Ishtar um, for the arcade by Junko Osawa. This part's so weird. <laughs> This little short track is called Sakabas from the game The Return of Ishtar by Junko Osawa for the arcade. Um, also known in the States as the Resurrection of Ishtar. It's like it's like an action RPG like role-playing game, but for the arcade. This sounds really good. The gameplay looked really neat. It looked similar to Tower of Druaga, so I, I almost assumed it was some kind of um, sequel or you know something in the same in the same like situation but I I don't know I don't know enough about it I just I know that this track is so different and it's really dreamlike I, I love the way all the notes like run together at, at a few points it's, it's really cool it's driving me bonkers though because as this track is playing I swear I swear it sounds familiar and it's killing me as to where I would have heard it from my best thought is that it was probably the bonus boss and Tales of Destiny 2, Glimmer Spire, but 
I could be wrong, and that might be from a different Namco game where you're actually, where she's like, it was maybe a game like sort of like, like, like Rise of the Valkyrie or Quest of the Valkyrie or something. But I feel like it's, I feel like this is related to the music in Glimmer Spire, but I could be wrong. It may, uh, have, they may have reused it. I mean, I know that a lot of her music was then um, rearranged into for different instrumentation for like the Namco museums that uh, collections of games that came out for the PlayStation and PlayStation 2 and just everything else. So yes. maybe you maybe heard it there, but this also just sounds a lot like some kind of like 80s movie. The scrolling sequence. text. Yeah. The mannequin 3. Se- mannequin 3. We're still on the move. <laughs> mannequin 3. Yep. Still moving. <laughs> <laughs> mannequin 3. Yeah, they somehow found another darn inanimate val- mannequin there. Maybe you should kiss it. Mannequin 4. Uh, I found the arm. <laughs> Mannequin 5, this is getting kind of creepy, dude, seriously. <laughs> uh, mannequin 6, oh, I dropped it again. And then, of course, Mannequin 7, how in the hell is Hollywood still working at that store? <laughs> Hollywood. Mannequin 8, Hollywood's Revenge. <laughs> and, of course, it has to be the final one because, well, right. and you then, know how it and is. And then to finish everything off, it because it was a part of the Marvel movie universe, Mannequin 10, The Return of Ishtar. <laughs> of course. Now I want to watch all of these films. They'll all have Hollywood and yeah, some very William Ragsdale. Stan Lee is in every single one. He plays a bit part. He's an extra. So in Mannequin one and two. He's Hollywood. <laughs> how he how did he pull that off? The man is truly magical. He's yeah, he's an actor. And what an actor? <laughs> true he's, believers. He's uh, something. If oh, the mannequin will come alive if you're a true believer. <laughs> or William Ragsdale. I'm really reaching <laughs> for that there. I'm just being clowny. I'm not even... It's, there's, this is one of those things to me where it's like, it's not even a reach. It's just like, I just want to make stupid mannequin references. <laughs> and the opportunity came up. So let's do those yeah, things. That's good. I like it. Anyway, this is nice. I, I really like this short tune. It's it's really fun. Real 80s. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think this is a really good pick. And it, it's very soothing. It gives a rather heavenly feel, which I guess kind of relates, you know, Ishtar being a, I'm trying to remember now so you know, I got to pick a little thing on Facebook about Ishtar I know she I've been playing a lot of Megaton games folks so the kind of premise of who Ishtar is has been jumbled for me in such a way since then because <laughs> she's in like every game and she looks different in every one of those games but uh um yeah the uh Mesopotamian with fertility the, yeah the Semitic um goddess of fertility love Yes. Or sex and power. The whole the whole nine. See, I'm good. I knew I was on it a little bit. The last minute it clicked. Oh, Mannequin came alive. She is the goddess of love, power, <laughs> sex. Wait, is that really what it... <laughs> no. I was about to say, like, are you serious? Oh, my God. That would have been pretty funny. Like, apparently Mannequin really is about the goddess Ishtar right. <laughs> in the form of a doll in a, in a apartment store. Hey, let's stay on the move. What's your, what's your last oh, track? Oh, way to turn it back. Yeah, I had to, I had to bring it bring it back around. <laughs> bring it back around. Okay. We are now bringing it back around to a brand new quest, a special quest, a quest of key. That's the name of the game, by the way. The quest of key and the title track, or rather the track title, is just the main theme for the game. It's the music that plays on pretty much every blasted stage. But and here what, we go. What's it's this, good. What system was this one for again? I believe it was on the NES. NES. All right, let's check it out. So the main theme for the quest of key. Of key. <laughs> 
By the name The Quest of Key Chikozawa <laughs> Wrote this awesome track It's on a game Made by Namco It's a great track It's um, <laughs> fun It's very uh, jaunty I'm gonna call this one jaunty It is isn't it Like it makes you kind of It puts some pep in your step Makes you want to go out Stepping a little bit And then sing about Wearing a shirt outside In the middle of winter Because if you didn't You'd freeze So I think this one Came out in 88 For the Famicom Called Kai no Boken I have never heard of it until looking up information on this show for her. And now I want to play it. Uh, I did a little bit of looking at what the gameplay is like prior to the episode's kickoff. And it kind of resembles a sort of Solomon's Key slash Mylon Secret Castle style game. Where you enter a room through a door and then you have to locate a key within this room while avoiding monsters and traps and the like. Every once in a while you'll come across a power-up. And then once you find the key, you have to find the next door to the next floor and then pop the door open and boom, you're moving on to hearing the same track again in another room. (laughs) But it's not a big deal when you're listening to this great track and she must have known what she was doing or what kind of more so she had to have known how much you'd have to be listening to the same track because she made sure to keep it peppy well there's a lot of different parts to it too which is cool for an early NES title that has a lot of different parts to the song also I think there's only three voices there's no there's no like noise channel there's no percussion it's just the melody you know what this reminds me of as far as like you know style and the way it's used in a game Adventures of Lolo. Yeah. Yeah, Adventures of Lolo. I can see that. Very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Good call. And I'm liking it. Like, now I, I do want to play the game. I learned also while we were doing the research. Actually, no. This was you that figured this out. That it's a Japan-only game, which is all the more reason why we have never heard of it. Or I haven't heard of it. You might no, have been I, keeping I was, holding back I, on it. I, I think it did come out in the States. Wait, really? I could be... I could be totally wrong. It's hard to it's hard to get the information on that. Well, I'm going with your first statement, but if you're wrong, I'm playing it in English later. I think I think, as you well know, there's a lot of misinformation on the internet. This is true. <laughs> you know, President Ronald Reagan released uh, the Legend of Key to promote his foreign policies. That's actually true. That's uh, totally true. That's true. You heard it here, folks. Yeah. All right. So uh, my last track. Oh no! My last track. It's from again another uh, arcade title. I think it was Japan only. It is, was, it a, is it Rystar? It's called. It's Rystar. 
I had no idea she had involvement in Rice Store, but you learn something new every day. She did. She did the voice. She did the wow. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't her. Um, no, this is a game called Quester. Quester? Not, no. not related to Quest 64 in any way, is it? No, no, no. Thank it, heavens. It is a... It's a... I, I want to say it's a clone of Arkanoid, because it's an Arkanoid-type game, but isn't Arkanoid Namco? It's a, I think that's Midway. Midway, okay, so then it's a clone of Arkanoid. Because you're right, that was Midway. Oh, well, there you go, then. That's Devil's Namco's Very answer, then. futuristic-y-looking thing. Really cool 80s, like, flashy future spaceship package, but the game is straight-up Breakout. <laughs> well, let's hear what this music but sounds no, yeah, like. So this is the ending ending music to the game Quester. So there's an end to this game, which I never thought there would be an end to a, like an Arkanoid-style game. But. Oh, no, they were doing games like that with ending. Well, we'll talk about it when the yeah. track's up, because right. now I want to talk about it. All right, so for the arcade uh, the game Quester, this is ending by Junko Osawa. For the arcade, the Namco One arcade system, composed by Junko Osawa, that was the ending theme, and that, that was a little journey, wasn't it? I honestly want to hear a track that plays during the game proper now, because yeah. I got to tell you, if that's how the music in-game sounds, this is probably, I don't use this word too often, so I'm sticking with it, okay. this is probably yeah. the most epic version, <laughs> this is the most epic soundtrack to a freaking Arkanoid clone I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, let, let's, let's blast off again, here we go. It starts off, like, it's just so, oh man, that's so awesome, that's so awesome. It sounds really good. And like it sounds like it would be a Genesis style game because it has that. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely got that synthy FM bass. But even this part here, the little twinkly synths. 
I really like this track. And Quester will find you again. And he will whack the ball with his paddle forehead and then score <laughs> bonus points. Like I can't even I can't even you know make this sound epic because it really this you guys a- might not know this game, so you heard Rob go Arkanoid clone and think, eh, maybe lore less. No. It looks exactly like Arkanoid, all the way down to the shiny paddle and shiny blocks. I'm gonna have to like find excuses to play this soundtrack again because it's so good it's so neat and it has such a bigger like more adventurous sound to it than it should like this should be some kind of like overhead like like space shooter yeah, it sounds like a shooter game. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> it's absolutely not. Yeah, but the music for this game is probably should be like boop boop like the last game. This would have been more fitting for a quest of key, <laughs> probably. I don't know what she was thinking with this, but all I gotta say is I'm glad she thought it because while it may not necessarily fit the game, well, I guess technically the paddle does launch into space, Ooh, so maybe it, it was intended to be a journey or a I, quest. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's like a metaphor for. Oh, this is this is the space madness. This is like falling into a black hole. And then and then the dreams start. And then the nightmares begin. Oh wait, hold on. But then then this happens. I did not expect this to happen. Here it comes. But it did. But it did. Someone does. And um, thank you for playing. <laughs> Winners do not use drugs. That, that is true. They really don't. Sometimes. <laughs> so I think that's a good time to say uh, it's time for the part of the show we like to call. The bonus round. <laughs> the bonus round is the part of the show where we play remixes and covers based on today's theme. Today's theme is the composer focus on Junko Osawa, the classic Namco composer. Now, my has a bit of a lead up because, quite frankly, it's going to. Uh, well, First and foremost, I want to say Smash Brothers for the 3DS and Wii U came out, I guess, over maybe like 2000, beginning into 2014 or so. I do not know. And leading up to that game's <laughs> release, as most Smash Brothers players know, they like to tease with release, you know, real videos. Like, hey, oh my God, I can't believe that, you know, that you know, the guy from Xenoblade Chronicles is in the game because okay. he's really feeling it. But. One particular surprise announcement okay. caught me way off guard. In a Smash game. In Smash Brothers. Smash Bros. And the big rumor mill was stating that the big surprise reveal is going to be Lloyd Irving from the game Tales of Symphonia. A lot of people were claiming they really wanted him in the game. And this would have been possible because Namco had involvement with the recent Smash Brothers release. So, lo and behold, as expected but unexpected, Pac-Man oh. got the shot as a Namco character in Smash Brothers, and they revealed it in the best way possible by using my favorite track from Pac-Mania, Pac-Man Park. Pac-Man Park. Uh-huh. So, oh, so that's, you saved that track for the bonus round. This is uh, Pac-Man Park, and then is, but this is for Smash Brothers? No, I didn't want to do that because it's Smash Brothers. People know Smash Brothers. Okay, sure. But the person that wrote, they did a remix of Pac-Man Park as well. Okay. And... The person who did it, it goes by the name of Metal Yoshi Guitar Pro. 
And it is a really, really good track. So good that I'm not making this up, by the way. I found the track today at about, say, 2, 2.30. I have been listening to it up until I got out of the car to come in your house. Okay, wow. I like it a lot. All right, so let, let's, let's, let's get into this. I got to hear this now. By the man known as Metal Yoshi Guitar Pro. I, I don't know how he came up with that name, but I'll I'll take it. This is interesting. I like it. But I don't know how to explain it. Like I'm looking at you ever heard that time those scenarios in your life where you're watching a movie and more so specific, you've already watched the movie, and you try to get a friend to watch said movie and react to it the same way you did. I just experienced that with this track where I'm listening to it. And now it's playing on here. I both know why I like it. And I'm still like, it's okay if you don't. Because <laughs> I can't explain what it is that I like about it. But it's just a really good rendition of Pac-Man's Park. This is really good. I, I really, I do, I do like how quick it is. And I, again, it's got kind of that kind of synthy bass like the last track had. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of where maybe where it is for me. Like when it goes to do 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 do, like it sounds good. He's shredding pretty well with it. Yeah, yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah, really good stuff. So we'll, we'll have links to um, y- Yoshi Guitar <laughs> <laughs> Metal Yoshi Guitar Pro Metal Metal Yoshi Guitar Pro. Hmm. Yes. We'll have links to whatever he's got on the website, um, even if it's just his YouTube, because we want to make sure. Because a lot of his other stuff is really great, so we want to make sure people get a listen to that. So um, my track is actually also from the Tower of Druaga, but this is a, an arranged version, kind of like an orchestrated version, orchestrated version for the uh, the re-release on the Namco Museum Volume Three for the PlayStation. So the games were split up into different kind of game rooms. And so this is called the Tower of Druaga Game Room Theme from the Namco Museum Volume 3 for the PlayStation.
And we're back. That was the Tower of Jirwaga game room theme from the game Namco Museum Volume 3 for the PlayStation. I was quite a fan of it. And I don't know, maybe the listeners can back up on this if they, if they notice something, but I swear the very beginning of that track sounded very familiar and I couldn't quite place it. My best guess by the end of that song was it's probably the intro tune for Galaga when your ship flies out. But I yeah. could be wrong. So it could be like a medley of some Namco things, but, you know, it's Tower of Draga themed. It still works. Oh, it's still awesome, too. <laughs> it was a cool track, anyway. I like how it starts off all, like, big, and there's all these strings and cellos, and then beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your 1996 Pac-Mans. Waka, waka. So for more information on the artist's um, showcased on the bonus round part of the show. Check out the website, rhythmandpixels.com. We'll did you just say with them in pixels? With them? Oh, my God. <laughs> you did. I, I, have, I, have to, I have a story to tell you about when we come back here. But anyway, listeners, you, you, hey, you, rhythmandpixels.com. Rhythmandpixels.com. <laughs> go there and, and, and go to their music pages. <laughs> Hit <laughs> the subscribe button. I don't know why. That was funny to me. It Thanks for joining us today on the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. Our focus on one of the greats, Junko Osawa. I am very glad we went with this topic because not only did it give us some interest, give us some new games that we'd like to try out in the future, but oh my God, this woman has quite the repertoire. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, I'd like to do another um, composer focus, so I think we'll have the holiday episode. And then we'll do one more, at least one more um, composer focus before we get back into some silliness. Any t- <laughs> any clues on what it might be, or is it just something we'll have to wait and find out? Um. Okay. Uh, Mike, my my, uh, I'm gonna give a clue for my vote into that hat. All right. Okay. My clue is futuristic Genesis side-scrolling action. We did Tim fall. So we stop. <laughs> that could be anything. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it really could. There's way too many games that fit that mold. Arcade port. Oh, okay. Now we're getting a little closer. Getting a little. little yeah, I can't think of anything else that would be. Anyway, too not talking about there. We're talking about this one. So, um, but yeah, I want I want to do um, a few more um, female composer focuses because there's so many, and, and and this is good that we started with Junko Osawa. With this early '80s Namco music, I feel like we're started. We're starting from the beginning. I think I have to agree with you on that yeah, because yeah. I think this is also in the history of our show. This episode has had the most old songs, or <laughs> more. Yeah. I don't want to say old per se. Well, but I'm usually playing, historic. Yeah, I'm usually playing more of the classical stuff. Yeah, it's true. Whereas yeah. this time it was all bets on. Everyone bets on classic, <laughs> and I couldn't have been happier with it. And I got an excuse to play Pac Mania tunes. Well, hey. I'm smiling. So, yeah, some some uh, 
some stuff going on with the crew, the Rhythm and Pixels crew. Um, I'm planning um, a YouTube... Uh, well, we have a YouTube right now, uh, but we're just kind of cross-posting the show. So if, if you like the show and you want and you listen to your media through YouTube, you can find us there. Um, for Definitely. You can subscribe to us. Uh, but we're also going to do um, a series of Let's Plays, or we should call them like We Plays. Oh, dear God. We play, you watch. I thought you were going to say, we play. It's like, we play. <laughs> like, don't, no, no. No, no, that would be a replay. Yeah, that's true. So this is, um, we call them you watches. I can dig that. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking of, um, you play. Pixels all, with rhythm. I don't know. Pixels with rhythm. I like that one. This pixel's got rhythm. So yeah, so we're, we're planning on that. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of hung up on doing like fun animation and stuff. I'm having a good time. So if anything, we're, I'm going to have a bunch of cool sprite artwork animations of us and maybe I'll make a game out of it and that'll be available too. Will the game involve me eating lots of hot sauce coated donuts? You can do the animation for that. Oh. <laughs> or maybe we can make, it can be like a thing where you have to, you have to find all the donuts and eat them. I can dig that. And then they have hot sauce covered donut. Yeah, so you have to put the hot sauce on the donut. Be like a burger time. There it is. See, <laughs> you got to run over the sauce so it squirts yeah, down on good. the donut. Um, yeah, so that's what's going on. So, so expect some of that soon. Coming to a YouTube near you. If you'd like more information, no. If you like to contact us, first of all, hey, you want to you want to talk to us? We want to hear about it. <laughs> oh dear lord! What's the email for now? Rhythm and Pixels at Hotmail.com. Oh, man, I need to finish this before I ruin the rest of the show. <laughs> for more information on the show and for a full track listing, go to the website. RhythmandPixels.com. You find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all of those places at Rhythm and Pixels. And hey, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please hit the subscribe button. It'll help more people find the show and in turn help more people find this great music also i just remember something definitely worth mentioning on here before i forget um in the event that a rhythm and pixels listener happens to really be a fan of also listening to people talk about video games i actually recently did a guest review for a video game called amnesia the dark descent and it is contained on a podcast that goes by the sml podcast sml SML. I had a hard time finding that one. I thought it was SNL. <laughs> that would have been a trip, right? Yeah. And you know, copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> totally. um, and the episode that I was on is the SML podcast, episode 241, Tensely Jousting. Um, it was a pretty fun time. I got the guest on it and get cool. down to business with talking games. So if you want to check it out, give it a listen. All right. SML podcast. You heard it here. Check that out. Thanks for listening to the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. I'm Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Have a great week. And remember, it's not about what your gender is when you talk about a game or if you whether or not you like a game. The only thing that genuinely matters is, do you like the games and are you having fun with them? Or in the case of creators, are you enjoying creating games? I would like to add that there is no reason... No reason at all that every person who enjoys games should not be more inclusive to anyone else who is interested in the hobby. You ain't lying about that. Why would you want? Why would you want to exclude folks? That's just kicking some of the fun out. Absolutely. So yeah, this is not the no. This is the all homies club. Everyone's welcome to play. <laughs> every homies club, even homie Glumpkin. Homie Glumpkin. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, Simpsons again. I had no choice. All right, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>